0: Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. Awesome, awesome. Oh, it's so good to see you this morning. My name is Pastor Michael. Me and my lovely, very pregnant wife, who is just up here wearing blue, started this church about going on four years on January. And we're so grateful that you're here. And let's give Ronnie a clap. What an amazing job he had done and just uh, el- very uh, eloquently shared. How uh, we just want to welcome you and thank you for spending your morning with us. You recognize that um, that uh, that you you spent some time out of your morning to make it here, get the kids ready, put the makeup on, or if we're a dude, just put on a t-shirt and pants. Thank God for we're just that's all we got to do. You know, let's just go to church. Put on what do you why are you taking so long, wife? I got to get ready. Just put a t-shirt on and pants. I can't do that. All right. Anyway, that's anyway. If you're not married, you'll you'll soon find out. That's what it's kind of like. All right. Um, so we're we're grateful that you're here with us this morning. All right, uh, we are in um, our Church Hurt series. This is our fourth part, and uh, I don't know about you, but let's just give God a clap for this series. It's just done amazing work in my life. And uh, I hope that it's really touched you. And we're concluding our series uh, today. And I believe that this is going to be just as equally, if not more, powerful. Uh, I believe that God believes in you. He has a purpose for you and a destiny for you. And wants to do some amazing things through your life. Amen. So why don't you go ahead and stand up with me as we love to honor the word of God. We usually are, I think we're starting a new tradition in our church. We didn't, you do this before. But uh, uh, we're standing for the word of God, amen. I don't know about the world and what the world stands for, but as for us in our house and what we believe, we're going to stand on God's word because the grass will wither and the flowers will fade, all right. But the word of God will stay forever, amen. I don't know about you, but uh, for me, the word of God is everything. It's how we grow. It's how we find our faith. It's how we build our faith, all right. So uh, uh, we're going to be in Acts chapter 9 verses 36, and we have it on the screen for you. If you don't have a Bible, there's a very big Bible up there, all right? Uh, Cool. All right, so Acts chapter 9, it says this. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, that's a fun name to say, say Barnabas, Barnabas. Does anyone know a real-life Barnabas, by the way? Raise your hand if you know a real, no, right? It's not very common, common, all right? Uh, Paul said to Barnabas, actually, his name was Joseph, if you read the scripture, his actual name was Joseph. But when you have an encounter with God, sometimes God just has a way. He says, you know what? I don't like that name. I'm going to give you a new name. Come on, somebody. Your name is Barnabas, which is going to be good for our preaching later. Barnabas actually means son of encouragement. Amen. And by the way, Paul's name wasn't Paul either. All right. So when you have an encounter with God, God changes your name. God gives you a new nature. God gives you a new identity. Come on, somebody out there. Paul's name was Saul. But God had, uh, uh, Paul had an, Saul had an encounter with God and changed his name to Paul. It says, Let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, or John Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise. Say wise. Paul did not. Paul said, uh, "I'm not sure, Barnabas." Paul, Paul did not think it wise to take him, because he had deserted them in Pamphylia, and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark, sailed, and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas. They chose, but Paul chose Silas and left. And commended by the brothers, and I would argue, and uh, uh, I'm going to say argue, but I would. Uh, submit to you from verses 40 to 41. Let's go back. Let's see. Uh, he went through, oh yeah, he parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas. Now if you read the scripture deeply, you'll start to see that verses 40 and 41 right here, the, 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 the context actually turns away and pivots from Barnabas to and, and Mark, and now pivots to Luke and Silas, uh, excuse me, p- pivots to uh, Paul and uh, Silas. Why? Why do we know this? Because Paul and Silas were not the only ones that went. Who also went with them? Who wrote the book of Acts? Luke is the one who also went with them. So now Luke is pivoting and talking more about Paul and Silas, all right? It says, Paul and Silas left and commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your presence. God, we need you every hour, every second. And God, we ask that you would feed us from your word, God. Help us to continue in our faith journey, Lord. We love you. We embrace you. We pursue you. And we need you above all things, Lord God, because your presence is freedom. And God, I believe your presence is here this morning, God, already doing a mighty work. And I pray that you would remove distractions Lord, I pray that I may decrease so that you may increase. Holy Spirit, have your way, in Jesus' name, Amen. And before you sit down, I want to tell—I want you to do this for me. Uh, The title of my message is the—is called "The Courage to Continue." Can you say this with me? Say, "I'm going to have the courage to continue." I'm going to say it with me one more time. Say, "I'm going to have the courage to continue." or look at someone else, and say, have the courage to continue. I know this is the part where it gets awkward in church, but you better find a friend, and act like you know them, and your Facebook friends, and say, turn to them, now turn to them, that awkward moment, and say, "Uh, have the courage to continue. Awesome. All right, you guys may be seated in God's presence. So good to see you. I'm already liking this message, and by the way, it's kind of, I'm, I'm a very introverted person, and when I came up with the title, by the way, preparing sermons is not easy, all right? I have to share that with you. But when I discovered the title, when God gave me the title this message, I literally leapt in my office and screamed, Woo! I'm like, whoa, I'm ready to preach this thing, all right? Because it's exciting and I believe God is moving and, and empowering people, all right? So having the courage to continue. Having the courage to continue. If courage could be personified, I would describe courage to be a lion. Let me say that again. If courage, if I could personify courage to you, I would personify courage as a mighty lion or a mighty lioness. And by the way, just a, a, a sidestep, when I watch Nat Geo, to me, it just, to me, it looks like all the lionesses are doing a bunch of the work. Come on, somebody, you know what I'm talking about. That's where your women are like, yes, we do all the work. And usually the lion is just chilling, like, just chilling there. Give me the food. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like real marriage. <laughs> you, honey, I went to I went to Costco by the way, and I I I don't like Costco a, a lot. I like the Glendora Costco. All right, I will drive further to experience better customer service, if you will, at Glendora, but um, uh, the checker was, you know, you have like, there's, a, there's like a sister's like there's like a culture at Costco where you have your card ready. I didn't have any of that ready. And the, the checker kind of looked at me like, you don't come here much. I'm like, no, I send my lioness to go get the food because I can't deal with this. <laughs> and she's oh, let me help you. All right, But if I could personify courage, it would be uh, like a lion. And if you think about it, lions are strong. Lions are not fearful, at least they don't show it. Lions, you can hear the roar for miles. To me, a lion is strong. He's the leader of his pride, all right? A, a, a lion, go, he's, he, he goes hunting, he takes down his prey, all right? Lions are strong. The Bible says uh, in the book of Proverbs that the righteous shall be as bold as a lion. Come on, somebody, all right? I would personify courage as a lion. But sometimes we live life and the wounds of life befall all of us. And instead of living with the identity of a, of a courageous lion, imagine a strong lion living a weak life. Oh, come on, somebody. Imagine a strong lion living a cowardly life, living a weak life. Why? Because of the, believing the wounds and the hurts of the bondage of the pain that they're going through, I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I can tell you I'm preaching to myself in Jesus' name. And every time I, I, I'm in God's presence and I go before you up here doing the work of the ministry, I have to remember that I'm a lion in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody, that God has made me bold as a lion. That the righteous shall be as bold. As a lion, I don't know if you're living a weak life, but you're in God's presence this morning, and I believe that you're feeling a little bit of freedom this morning to believe just maybe, just maybe, that you can be as bold as a lion, that you can live with a courageous life and a courageous spirit. Come on, am I speaking to anybody this morning? I believe that God has intended a life of blessedness for you, of joy, of happiness, of love, of gratitude. Come on, somebody, you out there. Instead, sometimes, as Christians, we live like the Wizard of Oz, the cowardly Lion, all I need is just the wizard to give me some courage. Come on, somebody. But you know, this story. Come on, somebody. You know, the story. I'm jumping because it gets me excited. You know, that the cowardly lion, if you know the Wizard of the Oz or read the book, that the cowardly lion was always doing acts of courage, he just never saw it himself, he just never believed it. Come on, somebody. It's time for you to believe. Uh, in yourself and rise up and have some courage and live the life that God has for you. Move beyond the hurts, the church hurt, and the pain. A lot of us, a lot of people out in the world, not just the church, they, they, uh, uh, they get discouraged. It's on your notes. They get discouraged and they get stuck. Can you say it's discouraged? And they get stuck. Many people live in the bondage of their pain. Many people live with the brokenness. Well, I can't do that. Why? Because this person did that to me. I can't do this. You got to be careful what you say, somebody. Because what you say will happen. Come on, somebody. Words are very, very powerful. You know that whole thing sticks uh, uh, when I'm I'm kidding it for you. Sticks and stones may break my bones. That is such a lie. That is such a lie, all right. Uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No way. The Bible actually said that the, the power of, of life and death are in the tongue. So you got to be careful what you say when you're talking to your wife. you got to be careful what you say when you talk to your husband or when you talk to your children. Speak words Life, come on, somebody. But for so many, we get discouraged and stuck. I can't do this, I'm not able to. But the Bible, but the Bible and Jesus Christ, and your pastor, and your Christian friends, and your family all believe in you. Let me tell you this Uh, it's good to be surrounded by people who believe in you. And this is my later point, I'm gonna say it right now, though. It's good for people to believe in you, and I know this from my experience, but it won't do as much until you believe in. Yourself. Come on, somebody, until you believe, until you rise up on the inside of you and put your foot down and say, I am capable. I can do this. I can raise a family. I can be a leader. I can be a somebody. I do have a bright future. All right. Time to have that courage. I don't have to live with the baggage. Family, I'm not gonna be past the baggage. I'm gonna take the word of God seriously and believe my faith and move forward in my faith. Come on, church, it's time not to get discouraged and stuck discouraged and stuck the reason I want to share this scripture with you is because we've been in church hurt and talking about church hurt talking about life talking about hurt and if you're here for the first time and you're in church hurt, is like whoa this can apply to you in any hurt of your life any relational hurt any marriage hurt any friendship hurt this can apply to that as well and uh, we're going to go over the context of the book of, or, excuse me, Acts chapter 16. Perhaps the context, this context is the original church hurt, all right? Seriously, this can be the original church hurt. So if you read the book of Acts, the author is actually the, uh, 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 Dr. Luke. He was a doctor that accompanied uh, Paul and Silas on the missionary journeys, spreading the gospel, all right? And, and they went on three missionary journeys, and in the context, they had just, fit, or they had gone on one Missionary journey, and they were about to go on their second missionary journey. But we don't know a whole lot of, of what's happened specifically with Mark. There's this character named John Mark that I want to talk to you about. I believe that John Mark uh, had some courage on the inside of him and became an amazing man of God, but he had some frailties in life. And this comes in, in light of what we're talking about today. So when it came to uh, Paul and Barnabas actually going on their second missionary journey from Antioch. They said, okay, let's get ready, let's get going, all right? But all of a sudden there was an argument that rose up between Paul and Barnabas, two very significant leaders in the early church. And Paul says, wait a minute, I don't know about this guy, John, called Mark. Do you remember, Barnabas, that when we were out there preaching to the Gentiles, this man actually fled, and the Bible says deserted us, and actually it says, uh, and he did not continue the work. We don't know. Scholars say we have no idea why John Mark actually fled, and that's what, that was problematic for Paul. He said, I'm not going to take this quitter. I'm not going to take this guy. He failed us. Come on, somebody you out there. All right, we're not gonna use this guy. And talking about church hurt, all right, that can that can totally hurt. I don't know if my mic's changing right now. Distracted me a little bit. I, 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 <laughs> um, I don't know. That can te- definitely hurt somebody, all right? When you're in church and you're a leader, I've been there. I've done that. When I, I, I have not. There have been times in my life where leaders have been fighting, and I, I wasn't chosen, all right? Things were happening. I wasn't selected. And this must have hurt John Mark so much. And we're going to get into it. We're going to talk a little bit about how this can give you the courage to continue in your life to continue in your ministry to continue in your marriage I want to encourage you to continue this morning i want to encourage you to continue to fight for your marriage i want to encourage you to uh, to continue to believe in your family i want to encourage you to be as bold and as righteous as as a lion, if you will. I believe there are some people here who could use this encouragement. They say that courage is the greatest of all virtues because courage gives you the ability to complete all the other other ones. Let me say that again, that courage is the greatest of all virtues because courage gives you the ability to have all the others. I wanna encourage you this morning to continue the life that God has planned for you, prepared for you before he created time itself amen you guys out there someone alive out there okay just checking all right so I want to focus and zero in on this story and teach you a few practical notes that will help you stay encouraged all right there and by the way I'm going to share this with you they had such a sharp how many of you heard this story before all right not many people. That's okay. They had, they had such a sharp disagreement. Their headquarters was in Antioch. I believe we have a map of the picture of their what happened after them. All right? Uh, can you zoom in on that? I'm not sure. I didn't know it was going to be that small. Well, basically, there's Syria. It looks like a lot of blur. All right? But do you see that green part? And do you see that red part? They got so upset with each other that they part, literally parted ways and they did not go the same route. And I want to let you know that sometimes even though the church can have its issues, church hurt, all right, God can, God can still use the hurt and turn it into good. We just sang that song. So guess what? Instead of having one missionary journey, they had two missionary journeys now. And God said, you know what, I'll work with that. I don't necessarily agree with what happened between uh, Barnab- Barnabas and Paul. But this morning uh, and basically uh, I, I, I want to teach you some points from that. The first one in order to have courage to continue means that you're going to have to overcome rejection. This is in your notes. To have courage to continue in the life that God has for you and your family in the life of faith and the life of blessing, all right? Means that you're going to have to overcome rejection. Paul says it here that he did not think it wise, say wise, all right, we don't, I meant to teach this, we don't know exactly why John Mark fled Barnabas and Paul in their first missionary journey, we don't know why, some scholars say he was very fearful, someone, someone, some scholars think, oh dang, this got real for him, He, he, all, all, all this stuff, just like he was not ready or mature enough, so he abandoned them and left them, all right, so Paul, when it came to the going back to strengthen the churches, Paul said, "You know what? It's not wise." And in the Bible, the Greek word for wise means worthwhile. It means worthy. So in other words, Paul is saying to Barnabas, right in front of him, if you will, "I don't think this guy is worthwhile. I don't think this guy is worthy to go back with us on our second second journey because I don't know if he's going to flee again. I don't know if he's mature enough." And I want to let you know this morning that I, I don't know if you've been rejected by somebody. I don't know if you've been rejected by a co-worker. I don't know if you've been rejected by your wife or your husband. I don't know if you've been rejected by a family member or a good friend or betrayed. But just because the world did not choose you does not mean that God has not chose you. You may have felt that God has forgotten you. But I'm here to tell you this morning to encourage you to continue that God has chosen you. He's graced you. He's loved you. He believes in you. He's enabled you. Come on, somebody out there. All right. Just because the world has rejected you does not mean that God has rejected you. i I'd like to share this with you. What the world rejects, God often accepts. What the world despises, God often prizes. Come on, somebody. What the world rejects, God often accepts. What the world despises, God often prizes. It might just be a marker for you that, you know what, because you were not chosen by that company, because you were not chosen by that person, and might realize, you know what, I have a per- bigger purpose than what they're going to use me for, and Jesus name. Come on, somebody. All right. Uh, I remember a time that, uh or let, let me just share this. You got to remember that God in the Bible often chooses people who are overlooked, overlooked. You got to remember the 12 disciples. They were not anything extraordinary. They were average men and women. Peter was a fisherman. Matthew, who we named we, after our, our church after because of a painting the calling of saint matthew where we get the calling church matthew was just a tax collector he was hated by his people he was a betrayer he was an enemy to israel but one G, one day jesus walks by him and chooses him and transforms matthew's life one day jesus gets into peter's boat and peter was having an unsuc- unsuccessful day fishing day and peter gets in his boat or jesus gets in peter's boat awkwardly and peter's like what are you doing in my boat? And Jesus starts telling him what to do in his company business. And Peter's like, what, who are you? Do you do this? Because I've never seen you around here. And he said, just do what I tell you. And he's looking at him like, okay. And then catches so much abundant fish and realizes that this Jesus is somebody. I want to let you know just because the world has forsaken you does not mean that God has forsaken you. To them, they, you might be a nobody, but to God, you are a somebody. Come on, somebody. You have value. You have worth. You're There's another character in the Bible. Reminds me of the great one of the, I would say the second greatest king, because King Jesus is the greatest king. The second greatest king the world has ever known was a, a young man who grew up to be an amazing man of God. His name was David, and we must remember that he was also abandoned and rejected, forgotten, forgotten neglected all right his brothers had forsaken him his own father had had rejected him all right if you remember and later on in his life we don't often think about it this way his own nation would reject him at one point his own son Absalom would reject him but he knew who he was in God's eyes and never uh, gave up the fight he never threw in the towel he had the courage to continue on the life that God had prepared and planned for him I want to encourage you this morning to continue on the good fight of faith. Come on, somebody out there. This reminds me of a time in the ministry uh, in, uh, around 2011 and 2012. Uh, my wife was leading worship. I was in the youth ministry. And uh, it was actually a very difficult time. Uh, my pastor had stepped down, an amazing man of God, a man who changed my life. And I said, where are you going? And he's like, "I'm." I'm and I shared this before, part of my church church. You got to carry on. I can't. He was so badly mistreated that... He had to step down, and he's still dealing with those things, and I love him, and I'm praying for him, and I know that that he's going to come back and continue the great work that God has in his life. Come on, somebody you out there, all right? And uh, uh, he had shared with me, went to breakfast one time. He said, Michael, you were... You were you were like you you were I raised you up to be an amazing leader. Let me tell you something. Good leaders don't create other followers, good leaders create other leaders. Come on, somebody. Good leaders don't create other followers, good leaders create other leaders. The world will make you follow them, but in the house of God and in, in the kingdom of God, God wants to create other leaders. Come on, somebody. So you out there working and the workforce and in the marketplaces, you don't be like the world and create other followers create other leaders and they will thank you come on somebody God will thank you on his behalf so he raised me up to be a leader and as he was exiting the ministry he had shared Michael I raised you up now they're probably going to ask you to take over the ministry and I I said man I was I was hard it was a a fork in the road because I thought I'm gonna I was gonna be really awkward for you because of what's happened to you and if I take it over are you gonna like that and I said I wouldn't do that without your blessing you're my leader you raised me up and he said, sure, this you have a call of, of, of God, I see it, I saw it, I knew it, and this is, is this the time for you. But when push came to shove, uh, the actual uh, leaders in charge of the ministry or the church did not choose me. And, I was, and my pastor had exited, and they chose someone else. And at this point in time, I was going to Bible school, I was so discouraged. I wanted to throw in the towel, I wanted to give up because... Particularly in the context of this scripture, it, it, it not only is it one thing for the world to reject you, but when you get rejected in church, that's another kind of hurt that just is just inflamed more. It hurts more. So that was me. I felt like you know what what is this God? But I still I still continued on, and I will never forget. Uh, during this time, there was this professor of theology. He was a, he was, he was a bright man. He was a doctor. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Mark Dusik. He taught Romans. He taught great classes. And after class, he would share some great encouraging words with me. He would say, Michael. And he didn't know all the things that were going on. He would say, Michael, you have a gift on your life. You're one of my strongest students, my, my, uh, my, uh, my wisest students. You're an A student. I just want to let you know. He would say this to me. You have uh, uh, not only a great destiny, but he would say, I can't wait to be your colleague. Uh, in, the, in the 4 square denomination, I can't wait to be for you to become a pastor. And that so touched me because everything I was going through, none of, none of my leaders were sharing that with me. Nobody was expressing that with me. But I want you to open up your eyes right now and realize the people that God has put in your life to encourage you to continue on, baby. Come on, somebody. You got to open. God, I need help. And God is saying, God, I put some people in your life. It's time to realize who those people are and start going to coffee with them, opening up your heart to them because I've placed them in your life. Come on, somebody you out there. All right. My second point is this, to have courage to continue means that you're going to have to meet some good Christian friends who will strengthen you. Come on, somebody. To have the courage to continue means that you're going to have to find some good community in church. It's time to get up over, get over the church hurt and realize the church of Jesus Christ works, all right? I said it before my first message, just because you went to the doctor and you got the side eye, all right, and the doctor disrespected you, you still believe in hospital. You still believe in medicine, all right? Just because one church may hurt you doesn't mean the whole church is not right. Come on, somebody you out there. The church of Jesus Christ is alive and well. It works. We are the agency in which we're going to change the world. Come on, somebody. In which God has already changed the world. In which God will change the world. In which God will change Pasadena. In which God will change my family. In which God will change and transform my life. So in order to continue to have the courage we need to have some good community all right if you've been here for some time it's time to get plugged in and serve on a dream team come on somebody all right let me just say this to you all right if serving is too small for you then leading is too great for you come on somebody if serving is too small for you if it's beneath you then leading is above you come on somebody because great leaders serve it's time to take off the bib and put on the apron and do something about what's going on in Jesus name come on somebody you out there, all right, it's time to serve. All right, how about this? You, you, you got to join some life groups. We have an amazing pa- team of pastors here. Matt, uh, Ronnie just got up here. Amazing man, Carmen, amazing people. Monique Thomas, all right, who will give you life, who will transform you, who will speak life, ignite passion into you. Um, for me, part of my journey of getting over church hurt, part of my journey of growing up in Christ was actually meeting people, all right, who were in the church, who were not perfect but in progress. And these people kept it real for me, all right. They loved me. They forgave me I told I messed up this week. Hey, you keep on going. You get back up. You're going to keep on. Those people changed my life. Come on, somebody. It's time for us to get plugged in, all right? How much do you want to grow? I want to put that in your face. How much do we want to grow? Because uh, uh, our growth will be stunted if we just stay away. You know what I'm talking about, all right? So in order to have courage to continue, we need to have some good Christian friends and some good friends, all right? But I'm saying Christian because Barnabas was a Christian. Come on, somebody. Alright. And if you realize the text, if we if we read into the text, his name was Son of Encouragement. We all need some of those friends. I believe Barnabas' theme song, his theme song was You Got a Friend in Me. Alright. You got a friend in me. Alright. Boy, our friendship will never die. I should join the praise team, never. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Can't you see? All right. It's our destiny. You got a friend in me. This is exactly what he was telling John Mark. You got a friend. You need one of those people in the church. Come on, somebody. There are people here that are singing that song. You got a friend. I messed up. You got a friend in me. I yelled at my wife. You got a friend in me. All right. Can't you see? It's our destiny. You got a friend in me. Come on, somebody. All right. I, I, I believe we all need Barnabas saw beyond the failures in Mark. Barnabas saw the real potential in his life. He might have fled, but Barnabas folded up his arms. I know the real you. That was just fear that was leaving. But I have faith in you, and I know the kind of man that you can be. Come on, somebody. All right? The the destiny that you have. We all need to have friends like that. And by the way, uh, talking biblically, I believe that Barnabas was upset with Paul. Oh, I can teach on this. I believe Barnabas was very upset with Paul. You know why? Because I believe Bar, part, it's not scriptural. This is my creative license here. Don't crucify me, all right? I believe, all right, that Barnabas brought this up. I really do. I believe that Barnabas said to Paul, you know what? How can you do that to John Mark? How can you, how can you discourage him like that? Paul, do you remember who stood up for you? when nobody wanted to let you in. Do you remember who fought for you? Come on, somebody. Do you remember who spoke well of you? Do you remember who was telling you, you got a friend in me when you were killing Christians, right? You got it, can't you see? It's our destiny, all right? I believe Barnabas said that. Paul, how can you forsake him? How could you not give him a second chance? Don't you remember quite a few years ago that I gave you a chance? It says this in Acts chapter 9, talking about then Saul, who's Paul now, all right, in Jerusalem, all right, this is Saul. He tried to join the disciples but they were all afraid of him. They had good reason to be afraid of Saul. Why? Because Saul was a Christian killer. This man was on fire for Judaism and one day on the road to Damascus, Jesus Christ showed up to him in his glory, blinded Paul and said, Paul, why do you persecute me? Changed Paul's whole life and one day Barnabas comes into his life and encourages this young man or this man Saul to become an amazing evangelist and apostle, all right? So it says back in in Jerusalem. He tried to join the disciples, Paul, but they were all afraid of him, which they had reason to be. They didn't just tr- they didn't trust him one bit. Then Barnabas took him under his wing, he introduced him to the apostles, to James, to Peter, to Matthew, and stood up for him. He told them how Saul had seen and spoke to the master Jesus on the road to Damascus, and how in Damascus itself, Paul had uh, had laid his life on the line with his bold preaching, bold as lions, in Jesus' name. I believe we all need a Barnabas in our life. Do you have a Barnabas in your life? And I want to encourage you this morning that to be, to continue on the path that God has for you and the plan, you need a Barnabas in your life. In this time, you gotta you show me your friends. You know the old quote and saying: "I'll show you where you're going." All right, show me your friends, and we'll show you where you're going. Show God your friends, or right, ask God for real friends in your life who will be there when it hurts, who will encourage you, who won't, who who will see beyond the failures. I will never forget. Uh, there is some great people in our. There is some great people in our ministry. Early on, I think I, I, we were we were talking about this morning, uh, talking about having the courage to continue. When we started in uh, 2016, we we moved here in the summer of 2016, and man, there was a very a lot less people here. And there was this one couple that came. I don't know if they're here today. Their names are uh, D, Steve and Debbie Lee. And I remember they asked for our phone number and, and said, "You know what?" Um, we love to have dinner with you guys, and uh, and we said, okay, sure, why not, and then we drive up uh, to the restaurant, and we look at each other, and we realize, holy cow, we can't afford this thing, we can't afford to have, di- I mean, you ready to pull out the credit card, honey, we're going credit card. To our- no, uh, that We didn't talk about it. but we just realized we couldn't afford, we, we, the whole night, we're kind of thinking like, what do they want from us, we don't have much to give, we don't. We, we're much younger than them, And you know what they said at the end of our dinner? And they've done this frequently. They said, you know, at that first time, they said, we want you, basically, they were saying, we want you to have the courage to continue in the ministry and not give up. Come on, somebody. We see that you're doing amazing work. We see the kind of people that you are. And Who cares if you can't afford it? We can. We've been there. We've done that. And we want to support you and give you the encouragement to continue on the path that God has for you. We're older and we're wiser than you. So every now and then we'll take you out and we'll spoil you spoil you to encourage you. Come on, somebody. You need good people like that in your life who are going to help you keep going on, somebody. you out there. You're going to need a Mark Duzik, who's going to say, I see the potential in you. You're going to be, need a Barnabas who says, you know what? Yes, you failed. Mark John, Mark failed, but but Barnabas believed in him, took him to Cyprus and kept pursuing. Come on, somebody, you out there. All right, you all, and not only do you need a Barnabas, you need to be a Barnabas. Come on, somebody. It's time, you need to be somebody that for somebody else who could use that encouragement, that faith. All right, how about this? When you have faith to continue, and I love this, number three, God uh, God will use your life... In extraordinary ways, when you have faith to continue, God will open doors that no man can shut in your life. God will give you leadership roles that you couldn't have done on your own. Come on, somebody. God will put you in high places. Even your friends are going to be wondering, how did you do? It was God because I allowed him to use my life, and I did not give up, and I continued. Uh, I, I had the courage to continue. Come on, somebody. To get over the hurt, to get over the bruises. Check this out in Second Timothy time has lapsed, time has passed, all right, John Mark actually grew, he matured, all right, in his faith, he became a somebody, and check out what 2 Timothy says later on in Paul's life, it says, check this out, bring Mark, bring Mark with you when you come, this is at the end, Second Timothy is known to be the end of Paul's life, all right, he, he says in 2 Timothy, I believe I'm already being poured out all right like a, a a drink offering that means his life is about to end in Rome and it says this bring mark with you when you come for he will be helpful to me in my ministry in other words Paul realized that this man had matured he got over the church hurt he grew he wasn't living a weak life he was living as bold as a lion come on somebody and then he realized you know what Uh, I I want you to send this guy with me. And we should all be be really, really thankful for this guy, John Mark. You know why? Because eventually John Mark would go on to write a gospel called the Book of Mark, all right? Which is known to be the first gospel of all the accounts. There's only one gospel, four accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark is considered by theologians to be the very first one. There, There are legends of Mark sitting under... Peter's teaching in Rome. And when Peter would preach, Mark would write down the life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus. He would write down the miracles of Jesus and he compiled them. And that's why we have the book of Mark th- th- uh, today, touching billions and billions, millions throughout generations, all right, followers of Christ. Jesus, I'm so grateful that Mark did not give up, that he had the courage to overcome the church hurt. He had the courage to actually believe in himself, not only have his friends to believe in him, but believe in himself. I will never forget when I started to preach, I I, I didn't believe in myself until the year of 2017, uh, January 2017. I will never forget. I put my foot down in my faith and said, God, I'm going to do this because you believe in me. And if you believe in me, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to have the courage to fight for my destiny, to press on in Jesus' name. All right. I'm going to invite the band back up here. But I want to let you know from cover to cover, there are people in this Bible who have had the courage uh, to continue. It reminds me of Peter who had the courage to continue. He, he essentially rejected Jesus at one point, wasn't even there when he was crucified, but later on, Jesus would restore him back into the ministry. reminds me of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in the Garden of Gethsemane wanted to give up, or you know, I don't want to say it like that, wanted to give up, but he was asking his father, Lord, not my will, but thy will, is there another way? And and he realized that it was his father's will that he must go to the cross. So he had the courage to continue. I don't know what you're facing this morning, but I want to infuse and spark life and passion and belief in you to have the courage to continue on. Come on, somebody. You have a bright future. Your, la- your, 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 your future is bright. And whatever has happened in the past, let, it, let God use it to make you a somebody In his name. You out there? All right, can we we all stand as we get ready to close out the service? One thing that we're going to do here this morning, uh, uh, and by the way, if you need the notes, I can email you the notes. We can email you notes. We want you to grow. We want you to get over the hurts and the wounds. We know that you've been hurt by church, we know that you've been hurt by people. And I want to give you, like I said earlier this morning, I want to have, I want to, See you or dare you to have the faith to move forward. It's time to stop living by fear. Fear is corroding your life, fear is destroying your life, fear is destroying your family. You know what discouragement is? Discouragement is a doorway to depression. And God does not want you to walk through that hallway. Come on, somebody. Let me say that again. Discouragement is a door- doorway to depression. And God does not want you to walk through that, that hallway. It's time to open the door of faith and believe that God has a plan and a purpose. You may not see it right now, but I believe it and that you can overcome it. Come on, somebody. You got to put your faith down, believe that your family will recover, that you can be sober, that you are going to be healed, that you are on your way, in Jesus' name. You might not be where you want to be, but you're on your way. Come on, somebody. You might not be where you want to be, but you're on your way. You're getting there one step at a time, one prayer at a time, one day at a time. Stop looking at the problem and focus on God more than it is your problem. The Bible says, magnify the Lord, O oh my soul, like a magnifying glass. What you magnify becomes big. What you magnify becomes enlargent. Sometimes we magnify the, the ugliness of life too much. And what we need to do is we need to magnify God. Because God is, our, you know, the reality theologically, God is already big. God is over all the heavens in the universe. He's already big. But you know what He's telling you, daughter, son? I'm already big, but what I want to do in your life is get you to know how big I am. I want you to shift your focus off of that, off the pain, off the church hurt, off the wounds of life, off the suffering, and shift your focus and magnify me, and you'll see, start, something will happen in your spirit. You'll start to see, oh, I am good enough. Oh, I am worthy. Oh, I can overcome. Oh, my marriage is going to be fixed. Come on, somebody. So what we're going to do before we get out of here is we're going to go back. I asked my wife and the team to sing that song again because I really want us to declare that we have the victory. Come on, somebody. We really, really do. And I want to encourage you to continue on the good fight of faith, to continue on beyond the wounds. It's time to live as bold as lions not a weak life. Come on, somebody. All right, in Jesus' name. So let me pray for you, and we're going to go back into worship. And we're going to start, start singing that awesome, amazing song. And I want you to declare that over your life. Father, in Jesus' name, I know that people are facing depression. I know that people are facing just scary thoughts. I know that we're, uh, we're, we're going through problems in the marriage. I know that we maybe have troubles with the kids. God, for some reason, we're living with fear. We don't even know why. But as we go back into worship, God, we're going to declare to you that we have the victory in you, God, that you are the Lord of the battlefield, that, God, you have the victory. And even though I may not be strong enough, God, in you, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so, God, we believe in you. God, we trust in you. God, I'm daring my church to believe in themselves, to go further to be a fighter, to be bold in your name, God, to move beyond the pain, to have a little bit of faith. God, I exhort this group in Jesus' name. God, it was no accident that any of them came to church this morning. God, you told me this years ago, that you would use this church to touch lives and inspire people to follow you and walk with you and live for you and trust you, no matter what culture says, no matter what the world says. So here we are this morning, God, we're open vessels. Do what you want to do. And we declare the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. Let's go back into that song again. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We will love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.